This is Channel 253. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. This is the We Art Tacoma podcast. Hi there, Mr. Dunn. Hi, Amanda. So, uh, how are you? I'm groovy. You were uh, on a little sabbatical, weren't you? I was. I was away uh, writing uh, lyrics for my quote-unquote rock opera. Oh, my goodness. We're gonna, so how are we going to have you as a guest and also a producer I'll when just, this when this hits the stage? I'll just have to push the button and run into this room. I think we're going to have to do that. So we have a great show ahead of us, speaking of pushing buttons. Uh, Tacoma Little Theater turns 100. They are 100 uh, this year. And they also have a really fun main stage production of Scrooge uh, for the holiday season. So Andrew Fry and uh, Chris Surface. Uh, are our guests. So uh, speaking of push, pushing buttons, let's do it. Bing. Good afternoon and welcome to We Art Tacoma on Channel 253. I'm Amanda Westbrook. And with me, I have two uh, incredible individuals that are going to join us uh, for the next 30 minutes to talk about uh, Tacoma Little Theater's per- current onstage production of Scrooge, and then we're also going to be talking about just the beautiful 100-year legacy uh, that Tacoma Little Theater has uh, gifted us with in this community. So um, I would love to introduce to you Andrew Fry. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Thank you. And Andrew Fry sitting next to you uh, is a dear friend of yours that you've known for a long time, which was just revealed to me, Um, and a man I think that could easily run for office and win in a landslide. One of the nicest people you will One ever meet. One of the nicest, Mr. Chris Surface. Hello, Stop, my dear. Stop, I'm blushing. Well, it's a good thing it's a podcast because they can't see you blush. <laughs> Thank you for having me today. Thank you for saying yes. This is a very busy time of year uh, for everybody, and you two are no exception given the fact that you also um, are performing on stage in addition to all the great things that you do for our community. So um, thanks for being here. All right, and I also want to say hello to my effervescent friend there, Mr. Doug. Greetings, Amanda. It's so good to see you Indeed. and your beautiful face through the window. Uh, so, okay, let's let's chat. So, Andrew, uh, tell us what do you do in your regular everyday life? In my regular everyday life, I do a hundred different things like most people. (laughs) Uh, My primary occupation is I'm the uh, director of industry partners and a lecturer at the University of Washington Tacoma's School of Engineering and Technology. Wow. Yeah. I I started there closing in on 18 years ago after leaving a software company that I had built uh, in Seattle. And I came on board thinking I might do it for about three years because it was enjoyable. And I've stayed on for two primary reasons. One of them, I love teaching. And I've been teaching four courses per quarter along with my other work since then. And the second is it gave me an opportunity to do theater, which I've now been doing for about 18 years here in the South Sound. uh, Because all of a sudden, I didn't have to take uh, all of the, the work home that comes with uh, operating a company with uh, over 200 people in it 
and uh, was able to then say, okay, I'm done with the day's work, and now I will go onto the stage with Mr. Chris Surface and My Fair Lady and sing and dance a little bit. Oh, I love that. And then when you walked into uh, Mr. Doug's studio today, we both almost simultaneously said to each other, the only time I get to see you is when you're on TV. So yeah. tell me or tell our guests who are listening um, why you're on TV and what do you do on TV? So I do a segment called Tacoma Means Business on um, TV Tacoma's Business Matters uh, with Mike Wark. And I do it because I've actually loved doing television for my whole life. Mm. Uh, my first uh, occupation was in the television industry when I was in college and I worked at Channel 7 Cairo TV. And even when I left, I used to work with Steve Rabel back when Steve was co-hosting PM Magazine and not doing the Seahawks thing. Uh, and then when I left and changed my career path into software development uh, and worked at Microsoft, they even let me go to do a little segment called um, – I was a tipster for a show that didn't last a whole long time, a local one, called – I think it was Inside Line. And so I love TV, and I've always done TV, so I had a chance. They asked me to come in and give a few tips for small business owners because I've started a few companies of my own. Just and a few. And just said, yeah, this is great. I'll do this. I, I worked with Spaceworks to help mentor, which I oh, love. It's one of yes. my favorite entrepreneurial initiatives. And uh, I will sit down with anyone who's interested in starting a business and give them my unsolicited advice. Okay, so uh, 253 devotees, you heard that. So, uh, Doug, brace yourself. We may be getting massive emails of people who are going to be lining up with their small business application saying, where is he? Where's Andrew? Help me. I need him. Help me. My goodness. Uh, you, are, uh, you are a force to be reckoned with, Mr. Fry. Yeah, talk to my kids. They'll agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> so, Chris, uh, you um, you operate in Tacoma uh, just out of sheer love and goodness. Everybody I know that knows you, we all get this big smile on our face, and we all nod and go, yeah, Chris. So, Chris, tell us about your time in Tacoma and what you are currently doing to put food on the table. <laughs> Um, my first experience in Tacoma was uh, – I grew up in Olympia, so I always knew where Tacoma was. And then yeah. I, after school, went off and went through the different parts of the country and then came back to Olympia. And then in 2005, I decided to branch out a little bit. I'm like, let me start doing some theater up in Tacoma, and I had not done that before. So I auditioned at Tacoma Musical Playhouse for My Fair Lady, which is where I met Mr. Fry. And that was our first show together of many that we've had. Yeah. Over a number of years. I'm thinking Wind of the Willows not soon after that, oh, too. that's right. I yeah. forgot about that one, too. <laughs> Um, and so I started doing theater up here in Tacoma and uh, created a whole new network of friends and people that I enjoyed working with. And I loved what was happening in the city and the arts scene. And then uh, I got a phone call one day from John Douglas Rake at Tacoma Musical Playhouse who said, hey, my education director is leaving. That's something you've done and you're good at, isn't it? And I said, yes. He says, do you want to come do it? And so I said, sure. And so I left my job that I was currently in. And I moved up to Tacoma uh, Musical Playhouse to be their education director, which I did for five and a half years. And then an opportunity came open at Tacoma Little Theater to uh, apply for their managing artistic director position, which those positions don't come open in your own community, let alone ones that have a history of 100 years. So I thought this is probably the great next step for me. And so in May of 2013, I took over uh, the management of Tacoma Little Theater, 
under the direction of a wonderful board of directors. And that is what I've been doing for the past five and a half years is rebuilding and celebrating the legacy of Tacoma Little Theater within our community and making sure that our doors stay open and mm-hmm. that um, people remember we are there. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm i even more in love with you than I was when you walked in because it, it's <laughs> the theater business and we all know is very hard. I'm watching all three of you shake your heads right now. Um, it. You know, it's butts and seats, and it's 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 amateur theater, but it's also you don't want it to be, and and it's it's live or die, ride or die every single day of the week. And um, Chris, I got to tell you, from somebody who's worked in that theater and, and also has been executive director for many arts organizations, you make it look effortless, and I know it's not. And you look like you're 12, which tells me you're doing something well because, you know, it's not like the presidential aging where they suddenly, like, you know, age 30 years in one day. You haven't aged a bit since you've been there. So obviously you're doing everything right. I've got the right people around me. You do. And we we do a good job together. And that's the thing is theater is such a collaborative art form, let alone it's a collaborative business form too. And that's one of the things you have to remember is that Art is a business. Yes. And you said a very important word, and that's collaboration, because I think one of the reasons why uh, theaters and art uh, sometimes uh, run into duplicity and hurt feelings is it's viewed through the lens of competition, and it's not competition, uh, because there is no right way to create uh, so it is always collaboration, and I know that when I walk into Camilo Theater, I feel that sense of love and family and collaboration there. So speaking of that, let's talk about Scrooge, because, uh, wow, Scrooge, right there, main stage, um, getting out of the park, great reviews. So, Andrew, who do you play in this production? Scrooge. Oh, Typecasting. Type <laughs> I thought maybe the uh, the mutton chops might be uh, be part of that uh, clue there. I uh, yeah, I decided to grow my own for the role because I knew it'd be fun. Um, it's kind of funny because with Scrooge, I wasn't even sure I was going to be able to do it because I'd come off a year of doing so many shows that all of a sudden I was getting some hints from my family that they didn't know who I was. Ah, and uh, we'd I had. I'd even promised them no more shows. I, I'm trying to remember the rattling them off, but it was like Spamalot, Susical, Jesus Christ Superstar, Legally Blonde, My Fair Lady again. Supercalifragilistic. Oh, Pillow Man. Oh, man, I love doing Pillow Man. That you was were, great. Okay, can we just stop for a second? Pillow Man is one of the best things I have ever seen at Tacoma Little Theater. And my daughter and I sat in that theater, and we pointed to the people that we knew were going to leave an intermission, and we got them all right. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you we had were a, amazing. Well, we had an over-under on so that good. one. You were so good. I love that show, and uh, it was great to do it. But, but there was so many in a row that I said, no more. And then a friend of ours, uh, uh, Lexi Barnett, was starting something up in Olympia and asked if I'd do Legally Blonde down there. And it was Callahan. I thought, I have to do that. Mm-hmm. So then I went on vacation, and I came back, and it was the holiday season. And I had made my promises. And then Scrooge came up as a chance to audition. I said to my family, uh, no, there was a chance, but I can't do that. And they said, what musical? I said, well, Scrooge, the musical, where at? At Tacoma Little Theater. Uh, What part, Scrooge? Oh, you have to do it. Oh, I love this. And it has been fantastic. Great director. 
Michael O'Hara has just been wonderful to work with. And when we talk about collaborative, I Blake York, set design. Anytime oh, yes. I know there's a show and he's going to be doing the set design, I know it's going to be spectacular. You have that already going for you before you even get on the stage. Uh, and uh, Eric Clausel as the choreographer, just as a group, that was going to be that. That's the collaborative piece right out of the gate. Not to mention the fact I love working with the people I work with, and Chris is the, the ghost of Christmas present. And people have commented mm-hmm. that we seem familiar very, very with each familiar other. With each other. <laughs> so, so Chris, how common is it? For the managing artistic director to have a role in a main stage production in their own theater. I, for me, I don't like to audition for things within my theater too often. Um, but this is a role. It's actually the last role I played on the Tacoma Little Theater stage was this role four years ago when we did the show. And it's a role that this is my now my fifth time playing it. And it's a role that I love. And so anytime I see it up, I will probably go out and audition for it just because it is a role that I have so much fun doing. And uh, getting a chance to work on such a great script and score. It's a beautiful score based on the 1970 Albert Finney movie. Mm. And it's probably my favorite version of A Christmas Carol told on the stage. So it's one of those that I say, yeah, I'll audition for this one. And I never know if I'll get it or not. But there's a costume that fits me. So it works out well. I love that. And what great representation of the holiday season, that one character alone. (laughs) It's just, it is. He's Christmas. He, he is Christmas, absolutely. So um, given all that you are juggling right now, Andrew, your, your, your TV Tacoma uh, cameos, uh, your work at the UW, uh, a, a neglectful family that you're trying to hold together. They I'm hoping they're me. not going to change the locks on you for one more broken promise. Yeah. Um, what's been the most challenging thing about about being Scrooge. Well, it is a demanding role. Now, yes, you mentioned it is. Pillow Man. Now, Topolsky and Pillow Man was also a very demanding role because of the line load. The same with Scrooge the Musical. There's at least six songs in there that I have to be able to sing, along with uh, stage time that I'm, I'm on stage except for maybe two times uh, where I'm off stage for about two to three minutes. And so... That's a big challenge in getting lined up for it. And then getting sick on, on Tech Week wasn't mm. a real plus for me. But we, I'll, I'll tell you the positive and negative. The negative is there's a lot of shows that I have to do during the holiday season. The positive is there's a lot of shows we get to do during the holiday season, and we're going to be able to do that for a lot of families. And after the show's over, no matter what you do, and I, I love the show. I love doing the role. You are done with it, and you go out into the lobby, and there are all of the people who've been at the theater coming out, and those that take their time to come over and walk to you. And whether they say, that was so enjoyable for my family, boy, that started the holidays off right, or you made me cry twice, I love that sort of thing. Uh, It always helps. And then they have their little kids come over, and they say, we want to take a picture with you. And you can just see that you kicked off their holidays in the right way. So that's a big deal. That's the neat thing about doing a holiday production is it builds tradition within families and it creates these opportunities for them to celebrate as a family, however they celebrate their holidays. And so that's something we pride ourselves on is we try and do a show and we're trying to build a staple of four to five shows that we bring back so that the family can look forward to five years from now coming back and seeing the show again with Children who have grown older and understand more of the themes or introducing new children to it or bringing other family members with them. 
I can, I, can I be Scrooge again in five years? We'll see. We'll I'll see. Know. I got audition too in five years. So. <laughs> Who knows? Well, Doug and I are going to dry our eyes because Doug and I locked eyes and I started to cry when the kids coming up to Scrooge. That's the part that always gets me with live theaters. When when a theater has enough art, heart, and soul to to bring that cast out afterwards and that fourth wall is still intact and you see those children, that is that's magic right there. That is what all of us want to create. So Doug and I were having a little private, little teary-eyed, glossy moment there. So we're going to take a, a quick break and uh, uh, salute our sponsors. And then when we come back, we'll talk more about Tacoma Little Theater and the 100-year anniversary. We'll be right back on We Are Tacoma. This is Nate Bowling, host of the Nerd Farmer podcast on the Channel 253 Network. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. Alaska is our hometown airline. They remember the TAC and SeaTac, if you know what I mean. Just the other day, I saw Alaska running an ad in a local magazine with the tagline, fly like the mountain is out. If Alaska Airlines can be South Sound proud, we can be too, and choose our local airline. I know a few people who work at Alaska. I bet you do too. Sometimes I see them when I fly, and sometimes I see them out and about enjoying life in the 253. And what's awesome is Alaska's the best airline around. Local and the best way to fly, that's an easy choice to make. I'm Nate Bowling, Alaska Airlines MVP Gold, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. Welcome back to We Are at Tacoma. This is Amanda Westbrook, and I have the pleasure of having a Really fun conversation with Andrew Fry and Mr. Chris Surface. Uh, Andrew is playing Scrooge at Tacoma Little Theater right now, uh, the main stage holiday production. And Mr. Chris Surface is the uh, managing artistic director and also plays a role, which is very unique, uh, in Scrooge as uh, the ghost of Christmas present. Correct. Um, so... Uh, Let's talk, let's shift gears a bit and let's talk about, uh, since the two of you, uh, at one point I kind of thought, uh, looking at the two of you and listening to you talk, that it was like watching a Carol Burnett show. <laughs> See, you're shaking your heads, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so, um, you know, Tom Conway and... Um, oh, his name. Uh, Harvey Corman. Harvey mm -hmm. Corman. I don't yeah. know who's what, but you two have been together long enough that you kind of have that feel about you. Um, so uh, let's talk about uh, what's coming up here because it's the big 100-year anniversary, It's the Chris. big 100. And when I was there, we kept saying, we're going to make it to our 100. And you have carried that, that baton over the finish line, you and your team. So... Uh, what what's happening? How are we celebrating? Uh, February sixteenth, we are doing a big event. We're still f narrowing down all the details, but it's going to celebrate a hundred years of theater. So there'll be people doing scenes from shows from a hundred years. There'll be people singing songs from the musicals of our one hundred years. It'll be an opportunity for anybody who's been on our stage, board of directors, technicians, patrons, people in our community who've been through our doors to come back and celebrate those one hundred years and see faces they haven't seen in a long time. We're trying to bring somebody into MC, who uh, was a part of the theater once upon a time, oh, who yes. has a lot of institutional memory, and really just open our doors and say, this is such a wonderful jewel in the crown of Tacoma that there's a theater that's 100 years old, a community theater that's been around that long, which is something that's few and far between in our country. 
It says so much about uh, how beloved that theater is. Uh, For folks who do not know this, uh, give us a a brief history. It started out as? Uh, The Little Theater Drama League uh, and school. That was in October of 1918 that uh, Tacoma Little Theater was founded in its original form. Over the years, uh, it changed a little bit. The Little Theater movement kind of dwindled away. But Tacoma Little Theater still was there, and it went from kind of being a vagrant theater that traveled to different places, Slovenia Hall, Annie Wright, uh, First Presbyterian, all these different halls in Tacoma until in 1940, we bought the old Tacoma Auto store on I Street and turned it into an auditorium. And then about 15 years later, we built the lobby next door to it. And that was state-of-the-art at the time. Yes. It hasn't had much done to it since then, but we're getting ready to start working on some of those changes. And over the course of those years that we were in the building, uh, we grew and we developed our culture, our uh, place in the community. And then uh, last year, we bought the building next door to us between ourselves and the 7-Eleven and have named it Stage Right because aptly it is to the right of us on stage. And that is where we do our technical operations, our costumes, our props, some small rehearsal spaces, and it's really helped us consolidate our operations into one location versus a storage room that we rented that was actually more expensive than the mortgage we're playing, paying on the building now. And we're also getting ready, since our seats are 62 years old, to uh, remodel the auditorium and do some seating upgrades along with some accessibility upgrades and just putting a new uh, new look on it to make it a little mm. more modern but still keep with our original history in that too, but it'll be a more comfortable auditorium. And then five-year plans to 10-year plans are to do a little bit more with the lobby and the administrative side of the building to make it a much more enjoyable atmosphere. Well, we definitely want to have uh, you back on for that uh, February uh, celebration so we can get uh, lots of lots of news out about that, and it strikes me that uh, becoming a hundred years old, um, you honor the past, but you also have an eye on the future and the cutting edge of theater. And I saw that very clearly um, uh, with Pillow Man, and uh, you have some plans for Pillow Man uh, this year. So, what are those plans? We do. Pillow Man is going to be entered into the Washington State Community Theater Association Festival. It's a every two-year festival where companies from around the country can enter their shows. It's a 60-minute version of a script. And so we'll be putting that into the hat. There'll be 12 competing companies in Prosser, Washington in mm. f- the end of February. And if we place there, we will move on to the regional competition, which is Washington, Idaho, Oregon, and Alaska. And if we succeed there, we'll move on to the national level in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania in June and hopefully be one of 12 companies from across the country and overseas military forces. Wow. And Andrew, you have a major role, if and just in case people are just now joining us in this podcast, in Pillow Man. Can you describe that character for us? Well, uh, without giving too much away, yeah. he is uh, of a group of characters who are all pretty dark, and mm-hmm. they all have their 
their worldviews and secrets, I start out as probably the one who is most relatable and probably end up with the one you hate the most. <laughs> that I, is so well said from somebody who sat there and went, I hate you in the end. <laughs> I love that show. Uh, I knew we had something pretty special when we did that show. I was excited about it. I actually heard about the script from my daughter who had read it in school and then gave it to me and said, you have to read this. I did, and I went, oh, that's great, but it's never going to be done. And then it came up, and I went, are you kidding me? Uh, auditioned for it, great group of actors in that show. Mm -hmm. And when we were done, um, we were approached, and we said, we don't know if we're going to do this, but see if you can keep yourself a little bit free later on, because we may decide to take this to a— the One Act Play Festival or whatever it's called. I can't remember. The the Kaleidoscope Festival. Kaleidoscope Festival. The one thing about Pillow Man is it is one of those stories that makes you hold up, and I'll, I'll take a pun off a Netflix series, a black mirror in front of you. Yeah, and it yes. is, it is making you look at society in a different way and understanding we are not far off from this, depending on how our roads go. Yes. And it, it's a show that we did lose people at intermission often mm -hmm. because they could not handle – the fact that we were not presenting a happy, hey, everybody, let's put on a show in a barn. This was a show that made you stop and think and challenge yourself. If you laughed at something that was said in the show, 30 seconds later, you're like, why did I laugh at that? Am I a bad person because I laughed at that? And it put you in uncomfortable situations and made you question your choices. I've done a lot of shows over the last couple decades. And of all that I've done, that one was the one where most uh, people came up and would say the superlative. That's the oh, yeah. best show I have seen on stage. And the opposite, what were you thinking? How interesting. <laughs> and to me, it was like, those are the kind of shows you want to do. Having done as many musicals and, and family theater shows as I've done, uh, the chance to do something like this was a fantastic one, and I'm very happy to have been able to do so. That's one of the, no, go right that's ahead, one of the things, too. You know, with The Pillow Man, that was a fairly contemporary script. That's one of the things we try and do is we want to present the theater that you know you want to see and the theater you didn't know you want to there see. There we go. And with scripts like The Pillow Man, um, we also turn around and we do shows that you are more familiar with. We'll do the Scottish play for from oh, Shakespeare. Oh, yes. We'll do those titles that you're a little more comfortable with. For our 100th year, all of our shows have been shows that we've done over the past 100 years. We go as far back as 1924 when we first did Hay Fever, which closes out our season, to 2014 uh, when we last did Scrooge. And next year's we're getting ready to plan for our 101st season. We're looking at that as an opportunity of a season of firsts. So be ready for some shows that you've oh. never seen on our stage before. Wow. So, so it strikes me uh, the recipe in this 100-year um, success story is alchemy. It's, it's that balance. Because when you look at a theater that's been around for 100 years, there are some um, uh, just givens that you want to see, you know, for me. I want to see Sound of Music once in a while. Uh, I, I do want to see the Scottish play. Um, I do want to see Neil Simon. Uh, there are things that I want my child, and she did, to grow up with that were important for me to pass on and for her to have in her theater tool belt. Um, but I also want to look at a theater and say, how are you challenging me to think? And what are you showing me about the world around me? And you have struck that balance so beautifully. And yes, there may be people who get up and walk out during Pillow Man, but they come back for Scrooge. 
Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and that is such a beautiful sifting that you do at Tacoma Little Theater because the worst thing, in my opinion, that can happen to a theater is to fall into that cookie-cutter programming mode and then to lose all of its audience, its membership, and then to close its doors because then everybody loses and nobody gets to sit down and talk about the 100-year anniversary like we're doing right now. So next year is a year of firsts. Before we say goodbye, can you just tell us one show that you're sure of for next year? Oh, my goodness. My board would kill me. All right. Well, we but, can't have that. But I can give a glimmer of an idea. Okay. Um, there, uh, we're going to do a musical that's okay. never been done on our stage that incorporates the triple threat aspect of theater oh. more than any other show. Okay. And God, I hope I get it. No, you're not doing that. Oh, my God. Okay. If you don't know, God, I hope I get it. If you don't know what that means, I'm not going to tell you. You're just going to have to wait. And for those of you who do know what it means, um, yeah, we're fist pumping in the air right now <laughs> because I have been waiting yeah. to see that happen. Okay. Question for you both. Uh, as you look at Tacoma and you look at some of the up-and-coming artists that you see around you, who catches your eye? Who do you think is uh, someone that we all should be uh, watching and looking at? And I'm going to have uh, Andrew go first. Okay, because I'm going to I'm going to totally uh, not answer your question, uh, but I will tell you this: there are quite a few, and one of the things I love about the South Puget Sound Theater is that. In many ways, you'd mentioned this idea of non-professional. There are professional mm -hmm. productions that go on here because we have such a high caliber of local community theater that you see great people on the stage. And I have done enough now that I will be on the stage with someone, and I don't care if they're ensemble, not ensemble, I will know that they're going to make it. And the next thing you know, you know, they're playing Maria Yes. Uh, and and Sound of Music Ave. at the Fifth Avenue. Yes. And uh, that was a person who end up, ended up also in a movie uh, with, uh, I'm trying to remember her, her name right now. But um, I'm just saying that you see right off the top. Uh, Matt Posner is someone who I really love oh, working with. Oh, God, he's such a great dancer. He's, and, he, and I did uh, You're in Town with him, and I knew that he was going to be on the Fifth Avenue. Cody Bringman. Young guy. I knew he was going to be at the Fifth Avenue. Uh, Leah Justine. Now, uh, I think it was Leah Wexstrom when I first did, worked with her, another one. You just knew. You that. knew that they were going to to me, it's like we're the we're a triple A club for you, professional theater. Well, I was gonna I was gonna say you are the Rainiers for uh the Mariners. Yeah. And then they'll and then many of those Mariners may occasionally come on back down. They well they do because theater's family. Yeah. Yeah. Chris you, uh, from your uh, director's <coughs> chair and from Fifth Row Center, get to see a lot of people audition. So who is it that when we see in the paper, oh, this, this is being produced and it's on and this person's playing this role, who should we never pass up a moment to go see? Everyone. Oh, look at you. <laughs> That's the thing. Is we have I told you you should run for office. <laughs> <laughs> there is such a wealth of talent, as Andrew was saying, in our community. And we have new people come through the door all the time. For example, we just did Bell, Book, and Candle in October. And Victoria Hope Ashley was up here because her husband was stationed here. 
And so she was new to the community. She said, I want to find a theater to get involved with. And she walked through our doors and auditioned and was brilliant in her audition and did an amazing job in the role for Bell, Book, and Candle. And now she's actually uh, teaching one of her after-school programs also. Oh, beautiful. Um, and so you get to meet dynamic people like that who you know are going to do wonderful things in the community. And I've always said that theater begets theater. And the more theater we're out there, the more we're in the community doing things all around helps. Myself, I still get out. I've been on the TLT stage in four years, but I've been on other stages throughout our community. I've directed in other houses. And I think that helps us grow as artists and also as patrons. Mm -hmm. If we get into other environments and see what do we see that we like, what do we see that we don't like, how can we incorporate it into what makes us our individual artist? And they get a chance to see the youngsters too. So yes. I'll give a name, Evie. I would Evie go Merrill. see her. Yeah. Okay. She's our tiny Tim. Our tiny Tim and, she's and she is fantastic. She doing. was in Susical and did an incredible she's job. She's pulling there. tears out of the audience yeah. every night. So, there you know, we go. Youngsters. I love that. So, um, Scrooge, uh, main stage at Tacoma Little Theater, uh, runs until when? December 30th. Oh, December. Oh, what a great, what a great date. And your, uh, your best bet for tickets, I don't know exactly the air date of this program, but your best date for tickets are the 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th, and 30th. Pretty much any time before the holiday, your tickets are sold out now. Oh, I love that. And they make great holiday experiences. And of course, you can go online at www.tacomalotheater.com or just walk in the door. I think you guys are open Wednesdays. Forward? Tuesday through Friday okay. from 1 to 6. All right. And Miss Karen is always in the box office, and she's lovely. Thank you both for the joy and the passion and the vulnerability that you bring to the arts. You make it feel like it is for everybody, um, and it needs to feel like that. Um, the two of you are so incredibly talented, and you're incredibly humble. And I thank you for that because that inspires generations to say, I want to do what they're doing. So um, I feel very fortunate when I drive by Tacoma Little Theater to look at that and go, yeah, 100 years, you bet you're sweet, Vippy. <laughs> so we'll see you back here in February. Absolutely. All right. I want to say thank you to our listeners and to our sponsors and happy holidays from uh, We Are Tacoma and we'll see you next week. Take care. Mr. Doug, they were fabulous. They are. Um, they take me back to my youth because the first play I ever saw was there when I was a boy. And that summer I enrolled in their youth camp and uh, would go every Saturday down there. So my whole theat theatrical world started there. So you were you – I were know the smell of that place. I love it. You were spoon-fed with that TLT goodness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking of being spoon-fed and goodness, so what are you what are you doing this weekend? What, what, are you, what, what are you going to go see? Well, I'm playing drums with Billy Stoops in the Dirt Angels at the Valley this Friday. But other than that um, – you know, I don't know. If there's a tr there's a model train thing down at the down at the history museum, and yes. that's a very Christmassy sort of thing. Model mm -hmm. trains, you know, that sounds like fun. It is. I love model trains. I love that. So, uh, do you remember when we had the weekend of wizarding on? Yes. Uh, couple podcasts ago, I got to meet uh, one of the vendors, uh, Alexis uh, Devine. She has a company called Squirrel vs. Coyote, and she made me aware that uh, this Saturday is the night market. Uh -huh. I have Indeed. not been to the night market, and I certainly hope that my wife is not listening right now. I'll try to steer her away from the podcast because I'm going to take her on a surprise date to the night market. So... Um, that's where I'm headed for a little holiday cheer before uh, 
uh, everything just kind of picks up speed next week and uh, hoping I can pick up some last minute gifts and uh, eat some really good food. So night market it is. Ho, ho, ho. Absolutely. Mr. Doug, have a wonderful holiday season. And you as well. And uh, we'll chat soon. Sounds good. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Amanda. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. And please consider supporting Channel 253 with an annual or monthly membership. Go to channel253.com. This is Channel 253.